If you've been in the Northern California area, namely San Francisco, Oakland, or San Jose, then you have probably seen art that has been bigger than life. Well, today on the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, episode 109, I am excited to have my good friend and fellow artist, Francisco Franco from Francisco Franco Studios here on the Rockstar Mentor Podcast today. And we're going to be talking about his journey, his education, his highs, his lows, his accomplishments and great feats of work here on the show today. Grab your coffee or grab your margarita, get a seat, hang on and enjoy the ride. Let's do this. Welcome to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, the podcast to inspire you and bring you the kickstart you need to crush it in the art industry. We'll bring you creative insights, inspiring interviews, and valuable resources, art marketing, along with decades of experience to provide you the strategic approach to unleash your creative talents and rock your inner entrepreneur. Now, your creatively energetic host, Sonia Paz. Greetings, friends and listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, episode 109, here on this lovely Tuesday afternoon. And I love having guests on the show of artist friends and professionals who I know that has a story, some real texture and depth to their career and what they're doing as an artist or creative person. One of the reasons I started doing this podcast is not only to help you get your art business up and out there, give you the kick in the butt that you need to get moving, but I also wanted to focus on others who have been in your shoes, much like myself. I wish I had a podcast like this when I was starting because that would have helped me understand and not listen to the naysayers and really focus on the positives. And in my art career, not only have I created my own product line to have my own galleries, but I've doing fundraisers and donating to charities and all different kinds of things. And as of the last three years, I have been working with my other company called Vino Paint, where I teach people how to paint in social settings. I get a lot of folks who've always wanted to try to create, but never had the guts to even go to the art store to pick up paints or paintbrushes or pencils or any sort of tools. So the great thing about doing some of the sip and paint events is not only teaching people how to create and how to explore their inner creativity while they're with friends in a really cool environment. This is not your grandma's art class. This is not the nuns teaching you in Catholic school back much like how it was when I was in school. This is a very encouraging environment. It's all about giving. It's about teaching. It's about getting people out of an uncomfortable shell that they may be in and able to just get it out there and express and go home and show your family or your cat or your kids or whatever that you were out creating with others and you went home with your own masterpiece. I don't just teach the classes, you know, the typical sip and paint classes. I've branched off to sharing a lot of years and years of my love of creating, which consists of art journaling, collage, mixed media, polymer clay. I've done doodle lettering, all this stuff that I used to get my hands slapped for in school. I've made strides in teaching others how to do this and how to really try something new and different. And I can tell you, it has been so rewarding because I just wish that there was something like this when I was growing up. I probably, who knows, I could have been a whole different type of artist you know, I I can't say for sure, but I know that I've done everything from oil painting to acrylics to printmaking and you name it. I've done it all. And I won't say that I've mastered each one because as I started working in acrylics and started painting again in the 90s and gravitating toward my signature style, which is the um, the bright color pop art style cross between 
uh, stylized cubism and American pop art. That's my style, and you can see my work at soniapaz.com. But I'm not trying to teach other people my style. I'm trying to teach other people how to create in a variety of different mediums. And that, not only as a teacher and instructor, is rewarding, but as somebody who is constantly learning and understanding how people resonate with learning and getting the work getting some work done of their own. Now, for many, it may just be something that is an evening out with friends and they've created this and they've hung up their art at home or maybe they didn't hang it up. Maybe they gifted it. Maybe they threw it away. Who knows? But the fact that they were out doing it and creating was was amazing. Now, a lot of folks, I do have a lot of repeat people who come to the Vino Paint events or will sign up with me to teach them different types of artwork and they are continuing their journey and it's fabulous. I love it. It's so great. It's amazing to see the progression of what somebody can do as they keep practicing and moving forward. And there are a lot of artists that like to be in their zone and to create and not really teach or be out there. They want to create, they want to sell their work and they're fine with that. And that was me for a lot of years. I just wanted to do my own work. But one of the things I find truly amazing is are those who have gone above and beyond the artistic realm and have created for others. They have created not only doing commissioned work or murals, they've created in their ability to teach and to set forth a path for other people. The great thing about having the gallery was that I was able to do group shows. And one of the group shows that we would do every year was the Dia de los Muertos show, the Day of the Dead. We had about anywhere from 10 to 14 or 15 artists who we would collaborate and we would put together this really great show of mixed works all based on Day of the Dead. And it started it, that that show got so much traction it got so much pr we got so many great people attending the show we would have people waiting at the door to come in because we would have each artist not only put in 6 7 or 8 pieces of their work but each artist would have 10 5 inch by 5 inch canvases that they would paint their original work on and on this huge wall we would have all of these paintings on the wall. They were all the same price. They were $95 each. And we would have folks just waiting to come in to get, you know, the different types of art that was on there. It was spectacular. I'm going to put one of the photos on the show notes for this page so you can see what it was that we were doing. In 2012, I decided to put a call for artists specifically for the Dia Stellas Marta show and received a call from Francisco Franco, who was really excited, submitted his work, and I thought, this is a perfect fit. Now, I have known Francisco since that time. He had come to the show. I took a look at his works. I said, bring whatever you can. And we featured some of his larger pieces there, as well as the 5 by 5 mini canvases that we did. In fact, I have one sitting here on my on my shelf in my office that I love. I have actually I have a lot of five by fives in my office from artists from those show from that show period. And um I love it. I love having surrounding myself with art and paintings from artists that I know. So I am pleased to have Francisco Franco on the Rockstar Mentor podcast show today. And we talk about his journey and some really interesting stories of things that I didn't even know. We're going to talk about that. He's going to share what he's got going on. So without any further ado, I am very pleased and honored to have Francisco Franco on the Rockstar Mentor podcast today. Hey, Francisco, thank you so much for being on the Rockstar Mentor podcast today. My pleasure and great talking to you this afternoon. I know, it's great. And gosh, we go, we go back a ways when um, we met when, when I was, uh, did a call for artists at one of our Dia de los Muertos events at my gallery in Campbell. Yeah, that was a while back and it was real fun and we even got a little uh newspaper coverage i remember i got my name thrown in there which was really cool because it was like the early part of my career kind of thing right yeah i do remember that i tell my listeners 
if you got just a slight amount of, you know, something newsworthy, get it out there, plug it in, notify the news and get a mention. You know, it's, it's great awareness. Press is free publicity. Exactly. So, but, exactly. Um, but, you know, I have seen just over the period of several years, I've seen you, gosh, just grow and just grow like a, like wildfire. And so tell us about how you got started and a bit, you know, a little bit about, or a lot about your growth in doing your art. Yeah. I mean, I've pretty much been drawing and painting kind of thing my, my whole entire life. Uh, been, you know, I, I want to say that my career started after like grad school, which is like 2001 or something like that. Um, but it took a long time for people, or well, at least to kind of develop my own particular voice you know I was uh kind of well trained and all over the place you know I had started off at Berkeley and then went that was a completely conceptual based school um but they had painting but they want to teach you how to paint you know kind of thing mm-hmm. uh everything was you know very um cerebral I guess uh, but you know I did a lot of soul searching there which was great and then I went to the New York Academy which was like the seventh 17th century um you know French academic tradition kind of school and uh, I had an appreciation, like, for both roles, like, from, you know, from, you know, from the craft of, you know, the, the hardcore, say, Renaissance-type realism to all the way up to, like, modern, you know, modern stuff that we see today. And I appreciate it all. And I, w- I felt like I, go- I could go any way I wanted to in that, in that uh, you know, in my, in my creative, you know, career aspects. And it was kind of tough trying to, you know, focusing everything down into what I really wanted to do, I guess, which was basically oil painting, you know, bringing in new ideas and new concepts uh, and kind of executing them in a more traditional or classical way, I guess, you know, without being a classicist, I, I want to say. Right. Well, you have a perfect blend of the modern meets Renaissance. Well, well yeah. good. Thank you. I'm glad people noticed. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's kind of been the thing that I've been trying to do, you know, um, bring together, you know, and I've never been, it's almost like there's two schools, you know, the, the painters or the people who can draw, you know, realistic stuff kind of don't like the abstract people, you know, you know, the whole yeah. back and forth. And I don't really have that. I, I appreciate both roles and I try to bring in, blend in all those different, um, things that, you know, th- th- you know, just be all inclusive instead of, you know, being against that or this or that. So, but I do like to draw and I do like to paint. So, and I do like images. So I'm definitely going to skew it, of course, that way, less into the um, abstract, you know, but more into the concepts, I guess, the ideas. So, um, yeah, but it took it took me about, shoot, I want to say like about five or six, seven years after grad school doing a lot of pain. I was teaching for a while. And I think I want to say, you know, what? it actually took me eight, nine years. That was a while. It almost took me nine years <laughs> to get a to get my um, kind of a voice because I was teaching for that long. And I remember. Um, just being a teacher, but I was also learning more. I was a professor at uh, a, community, a couple of different community colleges, adjunct, and um, I was just kind of um, soaking up all the stuff I had learned in New York. You know, I had learned a lot in a short amount of time, but I didn't have, you know, not really enough time there to, to practice it, right? Because arts and practice was more so than, you know, just saying what it is, right, or what you are. Sure. And um, didn't know which direction. I was kind of all over the place experimenting around because of that, you know, appreciation for all different types of art forms. And... Um, one of the interesting things is people kept asking me if I was a Chicano painter or what, and I was like, well, aren't I, you know, I am, I mean, shouldn't everything I do be Chicano and I didn't want to get, you know, put in a box and you know, pigeonhole that way. And I just saw myself as a human, you know, as an artist. Sure. Um, so I had been offered to paint this mural at Chachos in downtown San Jose and uh, they, there was this big wall and there was, you know, they had a certain budget and I said, well, I'll do it if I can paint whatever I want. And they're all like, fine, you can do that. You can, we'll feed you and all that good stuff. I was like, okay, cool. So I went to the Chicano Studies Library in uh, San Jose, the Martin Luther King Library. Right. Um, that you and I just hung out there for a couple of days. And I just went through all the, what I wanted to do is create a, a, a work on that wall that, that would, if anybody could question my identity or whatever, my plot, whatever it was, my ethnicity, whatever, they can go look at that wall, right? I sure. I didn't have to go try to, so... Uh, I did a lot of research in there, and and uh, images by Jose Guadalupe Posada kept coming up. He's the guy that did the uh, woodcuts, you know, about 100 years ago. He was a mentor to uh, Diego Rivera also. Mm-hmm. And I kept seeing a lot of Frida Kahlo imagery coming up. Coming up. Um, and so I just kind of, um, the, the whole then the whole Day of the Dead thing kind of just stuck to me. It wasn't something that we celebrated growing up. I was aware of it. Um, 
but that whole for some reason that just the bones and the sky I just thought it was really cool and literally i would discover a little bit later why you know i was kind of attracted to that kind of imagery but uh, i went ahead and did that you know that uh huge painting which is not it wasn't supposed to be a mexican thing or a uh, it was supposed to be or a or it was a mexican-american actually point of view so i mixed in a lot of i changed up a lot of the, the compositional stuff that i had because i basically took the idea from one of uh jose guadalupe um, woodcuts okay. and he's also known for starting the the kind of uh, day of the dead imagery that we see today he you know he was doing that you know 100 years ago okay so um so that was it man and that was supposed to be my statement on the on the thing another thing um well let me finish what I'm so uh, that was gonna be my statement on this on that on you know about my ethnicity or whatever and uh, people kept just fell in love with it and they were like you know can you paint and it was a huge like composition it was like can you paint me that can you paint me that different details right yeah and i started and you know i needed the money right so um i i just started doing all these little commissions of like dead you know dead families and dead you know uh fritas that, that, that were kind of um the idea was started in the mural but i kind of uh, uh took them further in the smaller works and um the next thing you know i was doing them like for super cheap too i mean because i just you know i wasn't nobody knew i was you know so i um Next thing you know, I ended up with a body of work, you know, and that's the one thing I didn't have because I was jumping all over the place and I was still kind of practicing my craft, I guess, being an instructor. And uh, it, it, um, you know, I was like, well, okay, I have a body of work now. Maybe I can, you know, try to sell this stuff, you know, as prints and, and see what happens. Right. And I did my, um, my first uh, festivals at the Jazz Festival in San Jose. Um, and, um, you know, I wasn't sure I was going to make any money. Never been a vendor, never did that kind of thing. And just had a few prints out there, and I ended up making a lot of money that weekend, yeah. and really fast. And I was blown away because I was like, you know, okay, well, I guess this is what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and um, and it worked. And I kind of learned a lot about my culture and you know the Mexican American culture, and then just culture in general, how people in you know in the United States see. And I was like, well, I I feel like there's a need here, and so I I might as well be about this you know and so i i kind of uh, I, again not wanting to be pigeonholed you know it's just kind of just a day of the dead artist i don't even know if there was a term there at the time yeah but um i went ahead and, and, and did that and it worked and the interesting thing was when i was at new york because it was a figurative based uh, school we um did a lot of um we worked you know we did drew a lot of bones and we were i received a scholarship to go to oxford university to study under this woman sarah simlet holy cow was, wow. yeah she's probably, <laughs> Uh, you probably heard of her. Yeah, she's got a lot of these books. She's an incredible artist, um, anatomist also, and she taught at the Ruskin School of Drawing. Yeah, you know, she was connected to the anatomy department there. So we basically went over there and basically studied with her and in Oxford at the at you know you know flew out there and all that good stuff, and we're dissecting bodies and drawing from you know dead bodies. You know, we we do it about four hours a day every day Holy for about God. a month, and uh, it was kind of a you know, it kind of messed with my head, you know, because, you know, you're sitting there with a dead person, you know, next to you and you're contemplating your own career and your future as an artist and your own mortality, you know, and all those things. And so that stuff kind of really sunk in. And so it was just interesting that I was painting bones. Like I had to paint them like, you know, like, or draw them or whatever, you know, to scale and proportion. I had to memorize these things just to learn the, the underlying forms that make a human, right? That how they influence the, the human form. But it ended up being it's interesting that it ended up being what I was going to do you know, probably for the rest of my career. Wow. So I found that. Yeah. So I found that interesting. Also, that same year, this all happened in, I think it was 2001, whatever 9-11 was at. I had went to New York. And um, when I was there, the first, second week I was there, just, I think it was like the third day of class. I think it was on Tuesday or something like that. I remember coming out there. It was like early in the morning, 8.30. And just, you know, looked like wondering why everybody was acting crazy and weird and I turned. I walked around the corner and I saw the students that I just met that were my, you know, that I had went to school. They were all just looking up, and so I turned around and you could. I saw the building, from, <gasps> you know, super close. So you were like, there. Oh. You were right oh, there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! New York Academy of Art. All right, you can check it out. That's and, crazy. Uh, yeah, and so I didn't realize that the twin towers were even that close. Like because you don't, you know, you're in New York. There's so much to look at. And there's so many, you know, traffic and, you know, you don't. I wasn't familiar with the area. I guess you know. Sure. I knew they were there, but I didn't know they were there. And plus, they were so big. You know, they were towering. And you just see the spire. And, you know, I could see people, you know, coming out the window, you know, towards the window and just kind of deciding to jump or not to jump. 
<gasps> you know, because of the, you know, the flames, basically, the heat, I guess. And so I, I, and I could tell if it was a guy or, you know, if it was a woman or if it was a man doing it. I was close enough to discern, could tell you what color that person was. Oh, man. And, you know, I saw a whole bunch of that, and it was just like, you know, it was really like a surreal experience. You couldn't wrap your head. You saw, you knew what you were seeing, but you couldn't comprehend what I was seeing, I guess. Right. And um, so then we had climbed up to the uh, top of the second building, or our building, or the campus. And my friend had some binoculars, and I watched the second plane hit, and then I watched the building crumble, and then we had to leave. So we were within ground zero, basically. Good and, grief. Yeah, we, they even closed the school down for like two weeks, I want to say, because it was still within that zone. So we were like the first people to kind of be let you know, in back into ground zero. Um, so that whole death idea was there. And then that cutting open the bodies and that whole death thing. And this is, it just, it was really, um, um, it never, I never really thought about my own mortality, I guess, you know, and because it was so, you know, there was no um, rhyme or reason for these people dying to me at, the, at least. You know? right. So I want to say that it left me with a little bit of post-traumatic stress. It was kind of lingering in there. And so actually doing that mural and that was uh, 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 was very cathartic for me as a form of healing for me because I had uh, it kind of left me freaking out. Why aren't we all afraid that we're dying? I think I was getting depressed, in other words, you know. Oh, absolutely. And, and that thing kind of brought me out, you know, out of my and then, you know, my career wasn't right exactly where I wanted it to be, where I thought it should be. Um, so I was, you know, it just wasn't, you know, it was I thought I was becoming disillusioned, I guess. And, you know, right. And that whole depression and the whole just not being inspired about. But somehow that literally when I was getting at my deepest point where I thought I might even quit, which I never thought I'd, you know, contemplate quitting being an artist. Um, it literally flipped for me by doing that work. I just, people became excited about the work that I was doing and they were asking for more. Mm -hmm. And and so it, it really kind of flipped. It killed me and it also flipped my, it was the beginning of my career in a way. You know, so it, I, I find it very interesting how it was like a natural transition from doing that kind of painting that we're studying and then moving into this day of the dead stuff. And then of course it being part of my culture and, you know, also part of that as well, you know, my inherited culture, I'm going to say. Right. Well, you get, when people get excited about your work, you know, it really gives you the sense of empowerment it, and it's, it's empowering. It's yeah. And it's like people are listening to you and that's what makes you, yeah, exactly. It makes, it makes it exciting. It makes you feel like you're, you know, having that dialogue, you know? Right. And they so. want to know what inspired you. And I mean, gosh, when, when you, contact when we we met up on i think we had a conversation on the phone i said come by yeah. the gallery and you brought over these pieces you know namely the big maryland with the yeah that one, oh. people love that one. and we put that one up we had um for the listeners who aren't familiar or maybe are familiar with the gallery that i had is when we mm. walked in there was a big one big station one big wall that you right. right there and we put that one there and it just illuminated and just gave so much depth and texture and life to the show i mean yeah. we had we had about 10 artists that were completely amazing, still painting and still doing their art. And, yeah. um, but that piece was just so big and grand. I, gosh, I wish I'd gotten it when I had the chance. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a side note on that. One. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. We can talk. Let's okay. talk. But, uh, yeah, but you know, and, yeah. and the funny thing is I did all those paintings. I had just gotten, uh, laid off because it was part time and there was like adjuncts had the California cutbacks. They happened about eight years ago. Uh -huh. And when I did, finally get you know let go it was like i was on this unemployment you know i was on unemployment free and i was like wow what am i gonna do <laughs> you know um and i wasn't i wasn't gonna do anything else that wasn't art related you know i just refused to do that because i feel like i'd get comfortable with the money and not do what i was you know what i was meant to do mm -hmm. and um i had just I, most of those ideas and stuff that i came up i painted in that year or the concept for those ideas came up the the, the work that i'm no all in that year because I had had that whole year to just to paint, you know, I didn't have to worry about, you know, getting a job. So that, and lucky I, I took advantage of that time because that kind of helped those, those paintings are still helping my career. They're still selling and they're still, you know, so they, um, you know, now I'm, it's, I, I can't paint as much because I'm so busy just trying to make a living doing, yeah. you know, different, the, the business aspects of it. You, I'm sure you understand. Oh yeah. It's like half your time, but that was, it was like, an, and if I didn't get, and I was kind of freaking out because I was like, okay, I had that steady job there. What am I going to do about money? And um, if I didn't have that year, if I was still part-time teacher at that, I wouldn't have been the artist. So I, I feel like that was also a, a blessing in disguise as well. Sure. And I had all this pent-up creation in me, I think, and I just didn't know where, where to go with it. And it finally just kind of exploded um, that year, you know? Yeah. It's, so, uh, 
No, it, it's definitely a journey. And yeah, yeah. So, so you, people forget that. Yeah, I know. And they, and, and a lot of th- people think, oh, it's, I mean, the thing that I would get all the time is, oh, it must be so wonderful to do what you love. And, and I, and I trust me, I, I truly think that's a great thing to hear and for people yeah. to say, but whenever people would say that you sort of, you know, you know, the, you know, when directors do that filming where they, they zoom into someone's face into their yeah. eye and then you see all the chaos going on in the brain. Well, yeah. That, yeah. that was me. And I thought, Okay, I'm doing what I love. Okay, but then I'm the, the janitor. I'm the admin. I answer the phone. I manage employees. Oh, uh, I'm doing the operations. I'm doing the, the printing. Floors. Yeah, I'm producing product. We're uh, shipping uh, product. And I think I have no time to be as creative yeah. as I wanted. And that yeah. was one of the main one of the main and reasons. People, yeah, and, those are, and people don't see that all that because if anybody could do it, anybody would do it, right? So you, yeah. it's super hard work to make that happen for you know way less pay than. Anybody else putting in those kinds of hours, right? But right. It's for and what I was wrong is for you. You're doing it for yourself, which is the awesome part, right? And I don't think I would work that hard for anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I, so, I hear you. So there is that. You know, there's always a a balance and a price to pay for everything. I say, but you took those chances and those risks, and that's to me that's that's awesome. That's heroic because a lot of people are afraid. You know, it's a security thing that you know we all need, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. so so yeah, I, that's what I've been dealing with. I, I finally found some kind of balance in my life. So I'm getting a lot more done. Things are going, picking up. I think again. That's awesome. Now you you're still teaching, and you're uh, doing... no, 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 I'm not no, teaching. I mean, I do te- teach. I get um, I not at a college level. I'm not doing any, that kind of instruction. But I do teach. Um, like I do workshops for murals. Um, I do classes here and there. You know, I get hired for maybe like I just taught at CCA for a special program they did for the summertime. So I still teach classes, but it's not a, like my full-time gig. It's just kind of something I do here and there. Sure. So, but That's yeah. Cool. And then we're always teachers. I feel like as artists, I'm always kind of either, whether my assistants or some other artists, I'm always, you know, I feel like I'm always teaching. Right. It's what I do. So is it a specific age group that you're teaching? No, they're or? always different. They could be young kids. They're sometimes adults. There's, it just depends, you know. Um, but, I, you know, a lot of times I get hired to do like, very like uh, kids especially I, you know kids you know juvenile hall kids kids um kid you know kids who haven't um who, whose parents never went to college you know i get a lot of uh kids in school I, you know um, real terrible schools like in oakland you know i do like their after school program sometimes i feel like i've been without even trying i get brought into these uh you know kids with needs you know that, that mm-hmm. um that are you know troubled past and troubled youth and i think it reflects I think the reason why is because I was like that as a kid, so I get you know, so I I they, they I can I can reach those kids. They kind of respect me a little bit more. Sure. Than someone else coming in. So I do a lot. I work with a lot of troubled kids, and which is which is cool, which is fine. You know, we have a good time. Yeah. Um, well, I even have guards working with me, uh, uh, jail guards from the CYA. But you know, they they love you know they're they're the kids. You know, they love this kind of stuff. So. Wow. So well, I do that's a lot. good. Yeah, you're inspiring, yeah. and you're touching upon people of all backgrounds and talents and yeah and that. that's pretty cool yeah so what do you, are you are you selling are you are you still doing shows are you doing a lot yeah of i'm actually shows? going to be in the i have a show at the california museum right now in uh, sacramento they've they for their day of the dead show um where else i have a show at the bedford gallery at this uh, the world of frida show which was an international frida Kahlo show that i was in i do a lot of stuff in la that uh i'm kind of part of a little collective there with a few mm-hmm. friends of mine um, so I'm all over the place. I've got a collect, uh, the Mexican Museum of Art in Chicago owns one of my originals that they display, I guess, every day of the dead. Um, you know, so, so I, oh, and I curate a few shows a year. They're, they're no big deal. You know, they're held at a restaurant here in a mission that, where I show a lot of up and coming and, you know, artists that I mess with, you know, their work there that, that need, I feel like they need the exposure. So yeah. it just gives them a reason and it just gives me a reason to kind of set deadlines and have paintings ready, uh, for those shows. So yeah, I do show still. That's great. Lots, lots more. Yeah. And the, are you doing the art and wine type things too? Oh or? yeah, yeah. That that still pays the bills. But, you know, yeah. I paintings take <laughs> a long time to paint and conceive, and yeah. I'm not one of those artists that just like like to whip things out real fast. You know, I, I just feel like I don't have the patience for that anymore. You know, like you know, there's artists that do something in a day or something, in five, you know, or a few days. You know, I find that one of the fastest I can finish a painting that I, I enjoy is like two weeks for something small. Yeah. So they might take me a month. They might take me a month and a half. I'll, I'll paint. I'll start some and then put it away, you know, and then I'll come up with a bunch of other ideas and then add to it later as they come. So it, 
that way of working for me, like it might take me a year to do a painting, right? Because I'm working off and on on it. But sure. it allows me to put so many, like these, I, I always feel like the first idea is always the best idea. It just allows me to come up with stuff that I wouldn't have come up with if I was rushed or in a hurry. Or yeah. So I, I'm really into the research and thinking part. If I'm going to spend time on a painting. Uh, but, but my point is, is they take a long time and I sometimes don't want to sell them or they don't sell us fast because I, you know, obviously you want to get compensated for all those hours of work. Oh, yeah. Um, and they sell from time to time. Um but I don't push them like that, and um, and if they don't sound fine with it. But the prints allow me to make a living, to paint the next painting. Right. That makes sense. Oh, and sometimes yeah. the paintings aren't even done, but everybody thinks they're done, so I'll, I'll scan them, and I'll, I'll sell them. Yeah. I'll make money off the painting and still be working on the painting and then rescan it in a year or two later. So you can see them change yeah. sometimes, like my older prints to my newer prints. And I'll rescan them, and then when it's done, and then. So it's, it's really that being – having that um, – you know, being able to, I do my own printing. So being able to do that really changed the game for me and allows me to do, the, and, and all the exposure at the art, art uh, these festivals, because you're dealing with tens of thousands of people. Right. And and talking with people. One, and so the promoting and the getting, um, the gigs that I get a lot of uh, commissions out of it, right? It's also, because I'm out there, I'm in the streets, you know, I'm talking to people. And I yeah. get a good, it's awesome too, because I get a really good, I think a lot of artists that don't do this, I feel are missing out on this, because I get a good consensus of what people think about my work, you know what right. I mean? And it's like a giant group. Um, there's a pattern, right? Of, uh, of, of, and so you know it to be true, right? Not everyone's going to see the exact same thing, but you do get a, an understanding. So it really helps shape my. I can even tell if a painting's not going to work or not anymore just by how if they're not being gravitated. So I get to experiment with stuff. I get to throw stuff out out there. What do people think about this? What do people think about that? Right. And again, just your face out there. It's like promoting yourself. So that. That's also been very, very helpful doing that kind of thing. But I'm trying to do less. Um, they're, very, they're a lot of hard work. They're always they're a gamble also. And, it's, it, and again, they take so much time that it, it cuts into my painting time a lot of the time. Sure. So, so I'm trying to do less. I'm trying to be more uh, strategic about it. But, yeah, yeah it's, they're fun. They're really fun to do too. So, yeah, that was one of my questions is are you doing commissions? And what is you – know, are you backed up with commissions? Uh, and- right now I am. Um, um, doing, uh, I, do, I get a lot of people uh, portraits, portraits, family portraits of them as dead folks. Yeah. Do you yeah, do so do I, you pets too? Yeah. Um, if they're in the painting, I haven't. Done a <laughs> Sometimes I don't like. I gotta pass stuff on. If I don't feel excited about the job, I'll, I'll pass it on. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. But but I've done pets when they're in, and I try not to do too much of that. You know, I, I feel like I'm playing a real fine line between fine art and kitsch. You know, yeah. and, and and I don't want. There's, I can't just do everything because it can cheapen the rest of everything I, I do. So I'm very, I am aware that I'm, I'm kind of playing with very popular Im- imagery and 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 I I feel like I am the people's artist because I am the artist that these you know it, it, it's not designed for the artist you know the artsy fartsy types or the you know the esoteric you know sure uh, where I, it's really designed because I'm not one of those people right I'm not like I don't come from that world and I don't want to come from that world. So I feel like my work's more about, um, you know, the, the, the everyday person here in, you know, the Barry, I guess, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I really see my, my work as a reflection of, of I'm, the, I'm the artist that the people want. Like, I'm what they want, really. It's not even really me, you know? Yeah. Well, so, yeah. No, you, so you, men- you mentioned that you work in oil then. Yeah, yeah. When I'm oh. not painting murals, yeah. Okay, yeah. Murals yeah. got to be acrylic, but... Um... No, Once in a while, I do acrylics and speed things up or not, and I'm more comfortable. I'm way more comfortable. I can paint faster with acrylics. Yeah. Um, but they just—it's just something about oil painting that I feel like I have to. Um, you know, the school in New York I went to was a—it was I was—I got accepted to a one-year accelerated program, which and they've never done it again. It was like a, we were like the guinea pigs. It was like 15 of us. Oh, cool. And we—it um, was like get your MFA in one year, but we were there every single day. I think we only had like Easter and Christmas off for a full year. Um, we were there 10 hours a day, six days a week. And even on Sunday, we're just, you know, doing homework anyway. So it was, it was the equivalent of being there for two years of time in one year. Right. So a lot, I just absorbed all this information, but didn't really. And then we're, we're going to focus more on the oil painting. Uh, we went to, uh, that's when they sent us to Oxford. And so we, this was kind of a surprising and it was more about the drawing again. And so I kind of struggled with the oil painting and I was already good at, um, acrylics, so it, it, I had to force myself to really be an oil painter in the last, you know, seven years, and I still struggle with it a little bit, but I'm a lot better than I am than I was before. 
Yeah, yeah, so, it's definitely, it's black and white. I mean, oil and acrylic are two different things. And Yeah, it's, it's always interesting to me how fast I can whip something out in acrylic as yeah. opposed to oil. <laughs> but it just has a different feeling in the end, you know? Yeah. It, it just doesn't have that depth, I guess I want to say, you know? Right, right. And I guess that's part of working with oils. You know, you just got to keep going over them and over them, you know? Yeah, I always say it's just, to me, it feels so buttery. It's so buttery. The oil? Know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, and so then, it's, it's different. And acrylic. Yeah, and you can, you might put too much oil, the thing can drip, it might not dry fat. There's just so many factors that you have to really um, get used to. Yeah. But yeah, it's buttery. It's definitely beautiful and buttery. Yeah, because I started off in oils, gosh, in, in high school, I was working uh-huh. in oils. But, you know, and. After all the time, it's funny because I can do painting and acrylic all day and not get one piece, not one drop of paint on me. Yeah. But oils, yeah. it's everywhere. It's on my face. It's, it's, yeah. it's in my hair. Here. It's you know, it just you know spreads and stuff. But yeah. for me, I think that for me, and I just because as I've gotten older, this the smell of oil kind of makes me nauseous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I can just yeah, I can paint so with these murals that I do. I paint. It's I paint fast. Like that's what I pride myself on being able to paint fast with acrylics and getting it down quickly. Yeah. I wish I could get those same effects with oil, but it's just much more of a layering process. I want to say, right? Then, uh, then well, but again, you know, I'm, I'm trying to compete with. Like I, I'm trying to, you know, you know, like with the great masters. You know, I'm 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 playing. I want to play that game too. So it's really important for me to get the oil. I think people take you more serious too as an artist, but there's not a lot of artists who can paint in both oils and acrylics. Yeah. You know, I, I know a lot of acrylic painters who can't a lot of really great acrylic painters who can't paint in oils whatsoever. Yeah. And I know a lot of oil painters who can't play, paint in acrylics whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's it's you're lucky to get the good. I'm glad I can move between the two the way I do. Right. Um, Right. And it's, you know, different brushes, different feeling, different mindset. It feels different. The whole thing's yeah. a different, yeah. yeah. It's a t- t- simple, it's a different, yeah, a different way of thinking about it. However, I do, I do believe that, uh, um, you know, I mean, there's, there's a student grade Liquitex paints and all that, but like I say, I'm a golden kind of gal. It's, well, you, I, oh. like, I like, no, I like, I like that. This stuff's expensive. Uh, yeah. Nova paints. I like use Nova paints. Yeah. Nova paints are great for, I mean, I started using Nova paint when oh. they, when I was doing the shark bite uh, uh-huh. art event that uh, Sherry Lakey and Brian right. did it, in, um, yeah. with, uh, in San Jose and, I needed something with a good light fast rating and were outdoor muralist type paintings. And yeah, well, that's why I use them because yeah, I'm painting outside. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, golden is good stuff. Golden, yeah. For for you know some of the things that I do on canvas, I feel like for for yeah. personal work on canvas, you, yeah. you need high quality acrylics for sure. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but Nova, no, I I mean I use their gel mediums practically yeah. on a daily basis. And their Nova Plex, I love that stuff. Oh, that right, watery right, right. stuff. I, yeah. Instead of water, I use that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just more durable. It just makes it better. Yeah, and I don't know, something about working in acrylic and you get to peel off all the gel medium off your hands later yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> it's an arty thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So but I'm also cool. doing another big mural right now. I'm designing it right now, actually, and tre- on Treasure Island. So they're going through a whole new renovation out there. And uh, we, we're working with – I work with, through Proceed Eyes, which is uh, the nonprofit here okay. in uh, San Francisco. They've been there for 40 years. And I kind of – when I moved out here, they, I mean, thank God for them because they really have been supportive. I mean, they started me off at the – at the bottom, you know, five years ago, scraping lead off, you know, restoring paintings, you know, and scraping off lead off paintings and wow. um, walls. And, and, um, and I, I didn't care. I just, you know, I, I needed the money, I, especially when I moved out here because I didn't, I moved out here five years ago. I didn't, um, I didn't have that connection and that network that I did in San Jose. So it took a little bit, but now I'm leading projects um, with artists and um, I'm working actually with Susan Cervantes right now. I'm like basically her right hand person, which I'm really proud of doing. She's, uh, super one of the greatest muralists you know up here in san francisco and probably anywhere in the united states yeah so um i'm like a right-hand person now and we're doing a mural with the, with the community um up the ymca that's going to be out there so there's just a lot of art projects going out there right now going on right now because of all the renovating that they're going to do out there so i'm working on that project as well right now okay uh, treasure island mural yeah so a lot of mural, and again, working with, with the communities. It's like we work with the people, find out what they want, and it's my job to interpret that and get approved and all that good stuff. Nice. So, and then I might have a team working under me, but I'm in the end, I'm the lead project person there. So. Yeah. No, I, I'm familiar with her work. She's done amazing things. I mean, at her, The Women's Center, yeah. I think, is amazing. Yeah. 
That was done. That was done a while back, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're, they're putting out a book right now. I mean, I think they're getting the money together. But yeah, so it's amazing working for them and letting putting me in a position. They've been entrusting me with a lot of the good stuff, and so it's been it's been pretty awesome. It's it's a lot of me. It's really helped as as far as um, you know being able to live in San Francisco and raising a new child. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah so it's so. your daughter, and how old yeah, is she? Yeah, she's three and a half now. Three and a half. Wow, we uh, exciting really lit a fire under my butt too as an artist yeah (laughs) well it gives you a whole different sense of uh inspiration like you know maybe a little mini muse (laughs) yeah yeah. for for me which was really cool and you know i had a i was 42 when i had her i didn't have any kids before that or uh, was never married and i i consciously didn't have kids or got got married because i didn't want I knew what I was gonna, the sacrifices I was gonna make. I didn't want to bring someone with me to follow my dreams, or you know what I mean. And it would have been possible, you know. Yeah. Kid, I feel like raising kids is like having an art career, you know. Sure. It's just a lot of work, and so I was in a place where I could finally older. But what it really did for me is it really. I, I feel like I only worked without knowing it enough to for me to get by, you know. Even though that was hard, yeah. a lot of work. And now I there's a reason to work that's bigger than me. So I have way more drive now than I ever did before. Right. That makes sense. Oh yeah. yeah. So that has been a great inspiration that way. Yet it's harder to get work done. Right. Cause I spent a lot of time with her as well. And which I love, but I'm getting more work done because I don't, I use all my time wisely now, you know, because I don't have time. Yeah. So she's been a real, um, in that way, been a real inspiration. That's awesome. Yeah, That's awesome. yeah. Have you yeah. painted any paintings of her? Oh, you, you're gonna you my you and my <laughs> wife sound the same. No, not yet, but I find <laughs> she's so beautiful too. I just can't. It's yeah. really hard for me to paint anything just for fun. I've done some sketches of her here and there, and I've taken some wonderful photographs that I like to work from, but nothing, nothing yet. Just yeah. we haven't been able. To, yeah, well, it doesn't have I'll, to be. It doesn't have to I'll be Dia de los Muertos themed, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll get her in there. Sure. That's good. Yeah. So. Well, awesome. So yeah. So let me just ask you. I mean, tell. Is there anything you like to just add in to for our listeners? How can they contact you? How can they see your works? Let us know how. Uh well, uh, should, should have jumped on this a second sooner. I mean, if you want to look, I don't have an official website website right now, but I do have a website where you can purchase uh, prints and see a lot of my artwork. Uh, the same, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about. You can also follow me on Instagram and. Facebook, I do have all the like all the murals, and uh, I also have a list of all the events that I'm doing. Okay. Um, oh, I had my computer off, but it shut off. Give yeah. me a second. And, and we'll and we'll put all the we'll okay. put all this in the show notes. Right yeah, yeah. Along. But if you look up Francisco Franco Studios, if you do a search that way, and you got to add the studios or artist part to it, because if not, you're going to get the uh, fascist dictator of Spain uh, <laughs> popping up all over the place. Yeah. So uh, make sure you got studios and or artists, and you'll find all those uh, places. You can also, if you go to Shopify, you can go there and, and pull that. Uh, um, just type in my name, Francisco Franco, Shopify, and okay. you'll be able to find that. On Instagram, uh, I go by Francola Fresh, which is F-R-A-N-C-O-L-A-F-R-E-S-H, Francola Fresh. That used to be my graffiti name Okay. back in the days. Um Okay, let me, okay, so yeah, I just found what it is. So, so if you go to um, Francisco Dash Franco Dash um, Studios uh, slash Shopify, you'll be able to see most of the stuff that we've been talking about. Okay. And Perfect. the same thing with uh, the Facebook is Francisco Franco Studios. I have an art page there. So no selfies, you know, no no funny pictures of me. Just my artwork, maybe scattered between a few pics between my of my daughter. But, Perfect. Um, it's all there. It's a fun page, and I keep it. Uh, I keep it going. You know, I keep it interesting. I try. Hey, that's it's gotta all, let yeah. everybody know where the party's at. You know. Yeah, I want to know where uh, the party's at. <laughs> well, it's, all, it's here all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. As artists, it's it's always a celebratory thing. It's always something to to celebrate something. We, well, we have to be the inspiration, right? We have yeah. to be. I mean, I feel that that's what comes across in the painting, right? They see that joy or whatever that thing is in there. That that like if you're painting from a say ugly or 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 place that's going to read right or boring place you know mm-hmm. but if you're painting from a happy place or a, or an excited place i think that really comes off to the to the viewer you know that's felt you know something about something about it is felt 
Yeah. And I think that people are trying to. So you always got, we got to be, find ways to be inspired all the time is my point. Because that's kind of our job, right? To give inspiration. So we have to be more inspired than I think average folks. So yeah, Uh, well, people are people are buying our art so that they can hang it up in their home and and be inspired, right? Yeah, be inspired, tell the story. You know, say, you know, they're fans and they get to say that they've met you and they've, you know, you've created either something for them or they you've captured something within them for them to acquire your work and to display it. You know, I think another thing that's interesting, too, is that I get a lot of commissions for portraits for people who have passed away. You know, I've gotten commissions for works that right before funerals that I've had to, you know, put together. And and again, drawing up people as as dead people, you know, it's kind of um, a lot of memorial pieces I've done. So it's it's kind of interesting. I've I've kind of become this um, um, uh, like I'm kind of bringing um, soothing to um, to 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 the concept of death or, or to losing loved ones, you know, things like that. And so my work has been um, about that, I think. And it's, it's kind of my job. I don't even, sometimes it's not even being an artist. It's kind of just being this person that it's like my, I don't know, it's kind of a weird thing to help people with those feelings, you know? Sure. Whether they're PTSD. I've had a lot of people with, you know, from the military come to, come to me and, and express, I've been in shows where they're about PTSD and things like that. So there's a, there's something about my work that's, that's getting people to, to, to feel better or, or at least confront you know the idea of death or and our own mortality and somehow that you know it's almost like memento mori art i want to say that I'm, I'm putting out the world and it's resonating with people you know and i i think that's a good thing you know I think that's a good thing but yeah. it's an interesting thing as well it's yeah. kind of my job yeah so, well it's you know. a good job well thank you thank you so yeah cool well, thank you so much. It was such no, a great thank you. time. You know, I always enjoy talking to you. I love seeing your work. Yeah. I'm following you all you over too. the place. And... I follow you, too. Oh, thank I don't you. Forget, I don't forget anybody, especially in the last seven years. It's just like, well, since I started this business venture, I want to say, and this journey, I've dealt with the worst kinds of human beings. I mean, just bad business, and you learn a whole lot. And I've learned to appreciate those who have any little thing along the way have done positive. And you have done that for me. I try to pass that on to other artists. So I want to thank you for that as, as well. And there's no ego and jealousy or any. And that's another thing as an artist we have to deal with. There's all these little, you know what I mean? People oh, yeah. who, there's too much of it, I guess. Oh, the and, people want to compete and start, you know, bringing you down or. Yeah. You know. And I've never been like that. I share everything yeah. with everyone. That's part of me being, and, and because I'm confident in what I do and what I am, and I'm always trying to learn. So I'm always humbling myself before anyone to learn. It's stupid to think that you know everything because mm-hmm. there's always going to be something better. So it's good to see that quality in an artist, especially you who's, who's done your thing, you're successful, done great. And uh, so I do appreciate that. I do appreciate it. Oh. You never asked me for anything. So, oh well, thank you, <laughs> so, thank you. I appreciate so, that. Uh, so good, good. I'm, I'm, yeah, that's awesome, awesome for you. Appreciate it. Yeah, and and I just want the listeners to also know that um, you know when we did our the Day of the Dead event in 2012, oh. I we did all these. Each artist did ten five by five small canvases, and so it, you know we got to trade amongst one another. And I have one of Francisco's um, great pieces here. It's a. Uh, it's not even. Dia de los Martos. It's uh, it's a it, dent- it kind of is. It, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, uh, a, um, it's along the that's along the momentum more. It could be taken that way. Yeah, it's See. the it's a dent. It, it's the painting of a dental impression of yeah. teeth. <laughs> yeah, those are actually my teeth. Are they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I have more of you than you think. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and so. and then in trade, you got one of my pieces. I'm gonna have to go and look up on I my. Think database I, I think I think I sent it to you right now. I sent oh, you. I just you? photographed it and took a picture of it. I've got, I've got it hanging here in my house. Oh, good. Yeah, That's good. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh, so. <laughs> so I have it here. Yeah. I try. You got to collect other people's stuff because then your your stuff gets boring, right? Oh. Seeing all over your walls, it's not interesting. That's right. It says. So you got to mix it up. I try. I try to collect That's as right. much as I can afford, which is hardly any. But I get I I get lucky. I get a piece from time to time. That's cool. Yeah. How funny it, you send me this. I'm looking at it right now, and I yeah. totally forgot I did those um, those collages. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, I got to do some more of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like. I love it. It's really, it's really sharp too and professional. And doesn't even look handmade. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, that's so good. That's awesome. Oh, just in case people don't know what Momento Mori is, I don't know if everybody's gonna know. That's basically oh, yeah. it's a reminder of a death. A reminder of death, right? It's a it's a tradition of art that goes way back to like the Romans, as far as I've seen it. 
Yeah. That's basically the, the theme of it is, you know, it's usually it's like some kind of skeleton saying, as you see me now, so will you be or something like that. So it's all it was also used like during the Renaissance to remind people of death and salvation, right, to point towards Christ and things like that. Sure. So so it's kind of what my without a trying, without knowing, that's another interesting thing. I didn't choose to be the artist I am. The world kind of chose me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I didn't know which way to go. I could have went anywhere and I'd let kind of the winds take me where I, I didn't want to be this artist. You know what I'm saying? I didn't choose. But now that I am, it's like, oh shit, this is, and just even being a Mexican American, of course I'm born here in the States. It's very American, but just being that it was like all those things came together for me. And if I would have planned it, and I want to give this advice to younger artists, it would have, it wouldn't have been as, as the as awesome as it as it is now the way it should have been. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like you can make up things, and if I would have had those dreams come through come true, it wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been authentic to myself. It was mostly uh, those those ideas came from somebody else, somewhere else. But by kind of letting myself and taking the time and, and letting the you know not forcing it, I guess um, I became who I was, who I who I am, who I was supposed to be, which without. Trying, I guess, if that makes sense. So the work now is more authentic. I get it now. I can, I see where it's going, and so I've always been. So that's another thing. I just to encourage artists if they don't know which way to go, you know, that just you'll find it. You'll find it if you just be honest with yourself and just focus on the work. You know? Right. Well, and it's um, and it's a journey. So when you yeah, exactly. If, if you exactly. feel that you got to do the journey, it's just take the high road just just go with it you know it's exactly. not and, it's, and the journey is not always especially at the beginning it's not going to be easy you know but you got to have faith in yourself and then you, and in the process of that journey to get to where you're at to, you'll, you will get there but you know it, it's it's a hard one especially if you're going in a you know i didn't really have mentors or, or people telling me which way to go with it you know what i'm saying i didn't, I didn't know any other painters with i didn't have no model preset model and uh and now, or, or I wasn't represented by a gallery and have anyone kind of help. All of, I'm glad now it went the way it did because it, it was, went the way it was supposed to be. And it's a much more authentic and idiosyncratic, I guess, me. More unique, right? I'm not kind of doing what someone else is. But anytime you're paving your own way, you're going to have a lot of obstacles and you're going to have a lot of, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of stumbling blocks. But, you know, that's what it takes to get to somewhere new. And, and if you want to tread, break new ground, that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. And so, so just be aware that it's not going to be easy. You know, if you take the the heart of the journey, the the that means it's a, it's a better road to take for you. It's going to be hard, but uh, at the end, the payoffs are going to be um, awesome. And that's what I've seen now. I couldn't tell you that in my thirties. I can tell you now in my forties, looking back, like, <laughs> oh, okay, I get it now. And it's almost like something was you know planning it the whole way, you know. And that's kind of the way. And you have to believe in that. I, I feel like and to. And to get there now, looking back in that way, so it, I'm, I'm glad my life and my career took the went the way it did. So yeah. I mean, I'm not where I want to be exactly, but I'm happy. I'm very happy with, yeah. with where I'm at. So, well, good. That's awesome. Know. Yeah, thank you. Well, that's one thing I do tell the listeners. I mean, this is the whole purpose of this podcast is to give, to provide something for artists on any level, whether they've been doing it for 25, 30 years, or they're just starting out. Is here's some ways to look at things here's a way to get into galleries how to overcome yeah. fears you know yeah. don't yeah. And, never yeah. don't ask too many questions of friends and family on do you like this or what should i do because yeah. they're going to be the naysayers and, you know, i had to find everything out the hard way and so I, yeah. i'm always saying to myself and just not in art but in life like i wish somebody would have told me this i wish somebody would have told me this and but there just wasn't anywhere to tell me so i like i love to impart my advice to people like you know all the time because i because it's such a waste of time to go through all that you know and it's better to not have to learn something without having to go through that sometimes sure so yeah so i i I love to impart any kind of advice to any artist so that they can just whatever makes it easier for them you know or can help them yeah because it's not an easy it's not an easy road you know because there's no it's just you and you you know Mm -hmm. and a lot of people aren't gonna you know you're lucky to have a, a good support group of people who believe in you and uh, you really have to believe in yourself and, and believe that it's, it's a, it's a destiny to when it's chosen for you and you have to follow that path. You know, it's, it's more than art. I feel like it's, it's life. You know? Mm-hmm. So, well, to say art is life for sure. Yes. yes exactly. That's what they say, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, so yes, it's been good. Good. Well, thank you, Francisco. 
again, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show today. And um, I'm definitely, we'll be putting all your information in the show notes. And, yes, um, please. And, um, you know, I'm going to be connecting with you on getting a commission in the works sooner than later. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm down. Anytime you need me, if you want to work on something, whatever, just hit me up. I would love to. If I can, you know, I'd love to. Yeah. Be involved in whatever it is that you're doing. You're always, you're always working it, so, you know. Perfect. Whatever you're, I'm down with. So awesome! Thank you. No, no problem. No problem. Well, have a great day, and I um, will. And you do too. All righty. So you take care. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. Take care. Bye. I would like to extend a huge thank you to Francisco Franco from Francisco Franco Studios for being on the Rockstar Mentor Podcast today. Be sure to check the show notes and check out all of the information that I have regarding this episode including all of his contact information if you'd like to see what he's got going on and how to join his Facebook page and look at some of the things he's got going for sale. That is a wrap today, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Be sure to share this podcast with others that you know. Make sure that you like us, give us a thumbs up, and we're going to call it a day. So have a good one. Stay cool. Do you know, as a Rockstar Mentor listener and subscriber of this podcast, you are benefiting from amazing specials that I can offer you. I've been recently contacted by Stamps.com, who, of course, I have been a customer for about four years now, and I love them. What makes Stamps.com such a great solution for you as an artist and creative person, someone who is going to be shipping or have already been shipping all of your items to people that are collecting your work? Well, it's great because it saves you time, no more trips to the post office, it saves you money, pay exact postage and save at least 50% of what other postage meters are costing. It's easy and convenient, no more waiting in line. You need to be doing what you do best, and that's create your art. You don't need to be standing, wasting time in line. All you do is print it from your home computer, slap that label on, and just drop it off at the post office. Yep, it's that easy. And with this free four-week trial, you're going to get a lot of amazing things. You're going to get a four-week trial that includes $5 in postage, $40 in postage coupon, a free five-pound digital scale, and a sample label kit, and so much more. Check today's show notes for the offer code that I'm going to provide to you so that you can get the discount as soon as you click that link. What have you got to lose? Sign up, try it out. Once you've used it, you'll never go back to standing in line. Stamps.com. Check our show notes for the promo code. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast today. I am Sonia Paz, your host and creator of this podcast, and the purpose of the show is to bring you my experience and expertise on how to run your own creative artistic business. I have been creating art a long time, and through all this time, I have developed my own retail line of products that I have sold through my retail gallery, my website, and through specialty retailers and galleries throughout the U.S., I developed this podcast to help you, the creative entrepreneur and small business person that you are, so you can be confident and successful with your business. There are dozens of helpful episodes with amazing free advice, interviews with savvy business professionals, so you can learn and experience from their voices of wisdom as well. Be sure to look for me on facebook.com slash rockstarmentor. Twitter.com, Crush It Mentor, and Instagram.com, Rockstar Mentor. You can also reach out directly to me at mentor at rockstarmentor.com. And if you're looking to learn how to expand your business, please visit rockstarmentor.com. I have a ton of great resources, and all of the show notes for every episode is in the blog section of the website. If you love the podcast but feel that you need some more one-on-one -on -one coaching, connect with me. You can reach me directly at mentor at rockstarmentor.com. I answer each and every email, and I want to make sure that I can get you on the right track. If you'd like to support the show, you can do that in a couple of ways. You can visit patreon.com slash rockstarmentor and donate as little as $1 a month. 
It just helps with some of the logistics on getting this podcast out to you for free. And if you really like the show and want to give us some serious podcast love, you can make a one-time donation by visiting paypal.me slash Paz. Be sure to subscribe and tune in each week to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast by visiting our website. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, or however you listen to your podcast. You can even listen to our podcast direct from our website. If you like the podcast and get value from it, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. This also helps us gain more traction and lets other creative folks and entrepreneurs like yourself discover the Rockstar Mentor. Plus, it's always super cool to give great reviews. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we look forward to talking to you later.